and uh, we will have a great time this morning. Now, I want you to understand in your heart, when we say God is awesome, we're talking about the creator of the heavens and the earth. We're talking about God, the Father of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, and the giver of the Holy Spirit, the one who empowers us. So to say he's awesome is really almost uh, easy to say. He is awesome. He is worthy of our praise. He is worthy of everything that we could do before him in the goodness of his presence and his love. Because that's God. And, and I just, I want to share a scripture with you. Uh, I, and I want you to turn there if you would. It's, it's Psalm 41 through 3. Uh, it's, it says something that is very important and, and that we have to grab a hold of. It says, I waited patiently for the Lord. Psalm 41 through 3. I waited patiently for the Lord. And he turned to me and heard my cry. He also brought me up out of a horrible pit and out of the miry clay and set my feet on a rock and established my steps. He has put a new song in my mouth, even praise to our God. Many will see it in fear and will trust in the Lord. That's an amazing scripture. It's almost like you could say you're taken, you're taken from the pit to praise. You know, when we are living in a world full of sin and confusion and all the things that are going on around us, we have to be careful we don't fall into some pit, fall into sin, fall into separation from God and getting away from Him. And this is why the, the message is important because... The Bible declares that he orders our steps. But here's the, here's the secret, or, or really the revelation or the wisdom. You and I choose every day to follow the Lord. Amen. We have to make a choice. You know, if temptation comes, you know, everybody's circumstances are a little different. Some people have temptation very close to them at all times. Some people are very far away from temptation. But you have to make a choice. I have to make a choice every day to follow after the steps of the Lord, what he wants us to do. The Bible is very clear that he makes our foundation firm. We're not walking on jello. We're not walking on water. Only Jesus did that. We're not walking on air. We're not doing those things. We're walking on a firm foundation of his word directing us on how to go. Teaching us that we got to live holy. we got to live good. It's not hard to do that. When you love somebody. When you love God as much as we should every day. It's not hard to serve Him. It's not hard to, you know, to say yes to the Lord. But our flesh makes it hard. Sometimes because temptation becomes something in our life that draws us. It keeps knocking at our door. It keeps offering things that we, <clears throat> that we may have thought at one time in our life was very good. Something that was really like awesome. I mean, <clears throat> if you did drugs one time in your life, you probably thought that was really good. 
But I'm going to tell you, when you found Jesus, you realized that doing drugs was not really good. It was hurting you. It was taking you away from what God had for you. Somebody asked me one day, kind of a, a question that was serious to the person, but it was, not, it, was not, it was not a question that I thought was serious in the sense that the question how it was stated, it was like to me, are you kidding me? He said, can I still shoot drugs and follow Jesus and be saved? I want to let you know what I said. The answer is no. You can't do drugs and follow Jesus and think everything's all right. When he delivers you, he delivers you from sin completely. He takes you from it. He takes you out of darkness. The Bible says that we come into the marvelous light of the King of Kings and the Lord of Glory. We become alive again in Christ. We were dead in sins, but when he came into our life, we became alive again. I think we have a lot of walking dead people walking around. Dead in their sin. Thinking that it's okay to sin and still have Jesus. I want to say it again, and I'm not challenging you. I'm not thinking you think this way, but I'm telling you the truth. You do not sin doing drugs and still follow Jesus. You see, you make a choice. Do I want God or do I want to get high? Do I want God or do I want to drink? Do I want God or do I want to manipulate? Do I want God or do I want to live in darkness and come out into his light every once in a while and say, Hi, everybody. I sure do love God, but we crawl back into that dark cave of sin. When he says to us, come out and come out to him, the Bible says that sin no longer, Romans in chapter 6, verse 14, we no longer, the sin that was in our life has no power over us anymore. The Bible says in Romans 8 and 1, there's no condemnation for those that are led by the Spirit of God and not by the flesh. It's very clear. Jesus did something really powerful for us on that cross. He surrendered his life, the redeeming blood of Jesus. And I'm going to preach in a minute, believe me. But literally, he was there. And then he died. And everybody thought, this is over. And then on that Easter Sunday morning, which we celebrated just a month or so ago, he rose from the, the tomb alive in the bodily resurrection, alive forevermore. The King of kings and the Lord of glory is alive forevermore. And he wants us to choose the steps that he says because he established our steps. He reached down in our he reached down in the mud that we we lived in and he tells us that we have to have patience. He brings us out and we have to have patience and understand that we have to have patience in prayer. Wow. Sometimes we're so we you know what I you know I think sometimes we genuflect in prayer. Do anybody know what genuflect is? Well, I was raised a Catholic. I know exactly what genuflect is. 
you genuflect before a cross, you do this, and you keep going. But that's not patience in prayer. God wants us to take time, sit down, kneel down, prostrate on the floor, walk, jog, whatever you do to get in the mindset of prayer and spend time in prayer. Shut off the TV. I'm going to pray with my favorite drama on. No, you're not. (laughs) Shut off the TV and spend time in prayer. Have patience in prayer and wait for God to direct you. Wait for God to say something that's powerful. Wait for God to say something that's gentle. Wait for God to say something that's healing. Wait for God to say something that is revelatory or a revelation to your mind where you say, thank you, God, I get it now, and this is what I need. God wants to talk to his children. He does. Not all of us had a good life, good upbringing, a great dad. I just described myself, okay? I didn't have a great dad. I didn't have a good life. I didn't have a good upbringing. I was in the street when I was 13 years old with my first gang in Cleveland, Ohio. I didn't have those things. But when I met Jesus, I gained a Father, my Lord, my God. He is good all the time. He loves me all the time. He hears me when I cry. He listens to me when I pray. And he speaks back into my spirit as he does to you, telling you the good things of his kingdom and the promise that he has for us. I don't rely on God's promises. I rely on the Father. Amen. Amen. Someone preach with me today. Literally patience with prayer. I was driving a, a young man around the other day developing a minister and that's what I do. I develop ministers and he flew out from back east and I literally took him around for a week and taught him ministry. But on the way to the airport, I had him in the car. Oh, yeah. (laughs) There was no getting out at 75 miles an hour. I know, I know, I know it was a little fast, but it was making him stay in the car even better. And I began to tell him about prayer. How you need to spend time with God in prayer. And I watched him perk up. You know, he's of a generation today that literally, and it's kind of a a funny thing. I'm not saying it's bad, but it's funny for this young man that's preaching to you. He, I'm telling him about the things of God and how the goodness of God and the mercies of God, and he's over there texting. So I said, I said, I guess you guys can do that. You can text. And listen to the goodness of God in the direction of this pastor, this developer in your life. You can do this. He said, oh yeah, pastor. I'm hearing everything you say. (laughs) Okay. So I kept on talking. Telling him, build your discipline in prayer. Discipline yourself. Find that time in the day where it's best for you to pray. And don't let anybody interrupt you. Don't let the phone ring. Don't let anybody interrupt you. Just continue in prayer. And spend the time that you need with God. You know why? Can I say this to your spirit? Because God wants to spend time with you. 
Have you ever gone up to a group of friends and they see you coming and all of a sudden you feel like they don't want you around for some reason? So you get a good positive attitude. They say, oh, they're just planning my birthday party. They don't want me around. You know? But your birthday was a month ago. You know what I'm saying? It's just, you just find, you feel like people are standoffish. God is never that way. We need to be patient in praise. We should hurry up through worship services. I've seen people get saved in worship services. I've seen people come to the altar and get baptized in the Holy Ghost and power. I've seen people get healed during worship services. When they don't get rushed. You know, four songs and let's move on. If the Lord is moving through worship, we need to be patient with Him. We need to understand that he's ministering to someone. What am I saying here? A lot of the times we're alone in our own prayer meetings and it's about him and us or him and I or him and you. But we're in praise. It's about everybody. And God may be speaking to someone in the congregation through praise saying, I want to heal you. I want to draw you into my kingdom. I want you to live in the light of my gospel. I want you to live in the power and the anointing of my Holy Spirit. And we're praising along, praising along. And God is ministering to someone. We need to give God the place with our raised arms that he can settle into our hearts and there can be a power and an anointing released in someone's life or everyone's life. Am I making sense today? And then he's, we need to be patient in purpose. Sometimes we want God to get through with us real quick. God may say something into your life and it doesn't happen right away. You've got to count on who God is, not on who you think. The promise should be there now. God has a destiny for you and I. He's ordered our steps. We have chosen to follow the steps of the Lord. We have chosen to believe in Him. We have chosen to lift our hearts before Him. And He has mended our broken heart. He has mended us inside that a doctor can't get to. He's come into our life where man cannot go. He comes in and heals us and strengthens us and draws us into a place whereby we can just shout with a loud voice, Hallelujah to the Lamb of God forevermore. I am thankful to be saved. I tell you, people call me all the time. No, I do. I get a lot of phone calls, a lot of texts, a lot of emails. I don't think I'm that popular, but it looks like I am. Here it is. People call me on the phone and they say, Hey, Pastor Dennis, how you doing? You know what I say? Saved. They say, Well, I know you're saved. What are you saying that for? Because I'm saved. I'm trying to get everybody in the world to say, I'm saved. What they say, how you doing? I'm saved. Praise God. I'm going to heaven. I'm on my way to glory. Praise the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. I don't know when my last step's going to be on this earth, but I know my first step's going to be in heaven. Praise God. Because I'm going to walk along the established steps that he has called all of us to walk in. Your personal walk with God is important to God. It's important to me as a pastor, and it should be important to everyone that knows you. Now, the guy out there that wants your business again, you know what I'm talking about. 
He wants your business. And it, 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 it's not important. Listen, you say, preacher, come on. I told you I wasn't going to tell any more of my stories, but I just have one that popped in by the Holy Ghost. I gave up. I gave up dealing when I got saved. I was making a lot of money. I mean, a lot of money. And I gave it up. I wasn't a guy that sold an ounce or what we used to call a lid. I wasn't that guy. I was the guy that supplied the ounces, the pounds, and I'm going to say it again, the tons. I was the guy that brought in the kilos. I was the guy that brought in several hundred kilos. I was the guy that smuggled from Bolivia and Peru into the United States so the people could get what they wanted. Our whole family. But when I gave up, when I got saved, when the Lord came into my heart and said, I love you, I'm going to forgive you of all your sins and all your fighting and all your dealing and all your manipulation, I'm going to set you free. I called up my family that was in the drug business with me and I said, I'm no longer with you. What did I say? I'm saved. One of them called me back. He said, who are you serving? What kind of God do you serve? I said, the right one. Another one called me back. And he said, don't say anything to anybody. But I'm a closet Christian. And I said, you can't live in the closet when you're with Jesus. You've got to look out in the open and let everybody know you're saved, you're sanctified, you're set apart under God for service sake. You've got something to share to the world, and that's the love of God. Amen. Are you getting excited? I'll tell you, if you don't get excited, I'm going to get you excited. I'm gonna, praise God, I'm feeling the Lord this morning in this house. Amen. Know what your purpose is and be patient getting there. It can be difficult. It can be an uphill climb. It can be a place where sometimes you just sit down. I prayed the other day. I just sat down with God because I've been fighting a lot of battles with a lot of people trying to help people. I just sat down in prayer and this is what I said to the Lord. Lord, help me. Help me. I need help right now. I'm wearing out. The burdens are heavy. I'm trying to get to everybody. I need help. He helped me. He refreshed me. He blessed me. And, and I want you to know that I, I, I want you to look at this, this, this graphic. Where, where is God reaching down to us with reaching up from a mud pool of sin? God is reaching down to take us and lift us out of that horrible, slimy pit and to set us free. Amen. And, to, and that we would be delivered and helped and be able to move forward in the goodness of his love and mercy. Have you, do you remember the day you gave your heart to the Lord? Today could be your day. If you don't remember, maybe you need to do it.
Today could be a day where you move in with the king. And he's got a room for you in his house. Amen. A room that says, I love you over the door. A room that says, welcome. A room that says, eternity. A room that says, you will be with me always, even unto the ends of the earth. Amen. He will be there. And I think it's really good that we understand that because we waited patiently on the Lord, because we literally waited patiently on him, we didn't run away from him. We didn't say, hey, God, I don't have time for you. I can only give you a few minutes. I can only stay a few seconds. I can only uh, have just a little bit. You see, I don't know if you're lying. I hope I, I, I pour into you a lot. Because, I, you know, I, I'm the guy that goes to the dinner table. You know, and they have all that big spread. And I get a nice plate. I don't take all the food. But I go back several times. <laughs> Amen. I want, I want to get as much from God as I can. I want to receive from the Lord that, we, that, that I can grow in him and know him. And that's what he wants with, for you too. To come to him every day and to know that you're waiting patiently for him. And, he, and know that he sets your feet on a firm foundation on a rock to where you're moving forward. And it's really nice what it says. Listen to this scripture in Proverbs 16. A man's heart plans his way. But the Lord directs his steps. This is what it says to me. I got plans. This is what I want to do. But God interjects. And we start walking towards our plans. And he starts pulling us over this. He takes us where will best be benefited for him. Really? Best benefited for him. He leads us. He directs us. He cares for us. How many know that we cannot see tomorrow? We may have hope for tomorrow. We may have a, if I may use this word, wish for tomorrow. We may have something planned for tomorrow. But God sees our tomorrow and he may direct our steps because the tomorrow that we had planned may not have benefited the kingdom of God. And he wants to benefit you and I. He wants to benefit us as we move forward in him. That we will be best used by him. And we will be an, a, a vessel whereby the Bible says that we are vessels of honor. And we carry around in us a treasure. That treasure is the Holy Ghost of the living God. We carry it around and people see us. And they say, why are you so happy? Why are you feeling so good? What's going on with you? And you say, two words, I'm saved. I'm saved. The devil comes out and says, you're not saved. I know what you did last week. I serve a forgiving God. I'm saved. I'm saved. Amen. If you raise, raise your hand, if you're perfect, if you raise your hand, I'm praying for you. Let me tell you something. None of us are perfect in Christ. We all deal with our own issues. We all deal with things that come and try to tackle us. 
and overwhelm us. Thank you. Overwhelm us with such treachery and such doubt and such fear and such worry that we even you know, get into the Bible and start reading the Bible saying that I'm not going to be anxious for anything. But with all prayer and supplication, I'm going to make my request made known unto God. And Jesus said he will guard our hearts. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. The enemy wants to have us worry all the time. I'll never get out of what I'm in. I'll never get complete. What people said about me is true. Let me tell you what God says about you. You're awesome. You're a child of the king. You're favorite of God. You say, I don't feel favored. Let me tell you something. It's not a feeling, my friend. It's what you are in God. You're favored. Amen. Be encouraged and know that he is there for you. And he, he's not going to let you down. He is going to lift you up. Let him direct your paths. Let him be there for you. I want to close now if I can. I'm going to close with a scripture that I hope that will touch your heart. It does mine every time I read it. But those who wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. Sometimes you get weary. I don't know. Maybe you don't. I do. I told you just the other day. I just sat down and said, help me. I'm tired. I'm up till three in the morning praying. I'm tired. I'm getting up and there's stuff I got to do immediately for ministry. I'm tired. Am I complaining? No, I'm going to God saying I'm tired. He said, if you're weary, if you are weary, come unto me and I will give you rest. But he says here, he will renew our strength. He brings renewal to us. Don't get to that place in Christianity where you think, oh, I don't ever need to be renewed. Man, I need, I need to be renewed every day. You see, I'm, taking, I'm, I'm not taking advantage of God, but I'm taking the blessings of God. You know, some folks, they never wash their car. Don't say anything, Kathy. They never wash their car. But or they don't do this and they don't do that. I go every day to God to get renewed, to be refreshed. Because I love him. And I know he loves me. And you know what he tells me when I pray for this church? He loves this church. He loves this church. He loves you all. He knew who was going to be here today. Isn't that amazing? Let's get a little spiritual. Can I get just a bit spiritual for a moment? He knew who was going to be here today. And so he put a message in my heart to bring to you today. That's how much he loves you. He knows those things. He sees our tomorrow. And the enemy knew it because I'm telling you, when I got here today, it was confusing. Everything, I couldn't get the internet to work. Every, it was just confusing. I'm pressing buttons back there. I couldn't get, I couldn't get that to work. 
you know, I'm old school. I never used that, by the way. When I used to preach in the Church of God in Christ for three years, I just went and preached. The only thing I preached with was, was a Hammond B3, by the way. But I'm going to tell you right now, and when I come into the Church of God, I preach. Hallelujah. I just got with it and I prayed and I preached and I pursued to see souls get saved. Then we came into this PowerPoint generation. So all of a sudden I had to pray, Lord God, I'm going to be bound to a screen. And so I try to work with it and I'm still trying to work with it. But I'd rather just preach. Amen. Amen. I'd like to have a Hammond B3 too so I could sing a little bit of the message. But I'm just trying to tell you that God wants his people to know his son, Jesus Christ. Wants his people to be filled with the Holy Ghost and power. The enemy didn't want this service to come together. Everywhere. Just... I, I thought it was all over. I come out of there, I got this running. I come out of there and I walked out and... There's a hole in the ceiling and it's slipping water. I says, I said, my mind, devil, I'm not putting up with this any longer. If the ceiling falls down, just don't let it fall on anybody's head, Lord. Whatever. We're going to preach the gospel, Jesus, and we're going to see people get help. Amen. That's how much God wanted you to hear this message today. The enemy somehow got a hold of this. And brought a little confusion into our house. You didn't. The enemy just came in. Amen. You didn't bring any confusion. Amen. You were here because God wanted you here. To hear something that will help you. That you can take through this wake. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. In other words. We're going to regard everything that we can see. From that volume of height. We're going to start to see the things that God wants us to see. Because we're mounting up with wings of an eagle. Maybe one day I'll preach on the eagle and how he forms his wings and what happens to him. But we start to regard the things through the view of the word. If you're reading it, study it. Be renewed by it. Start to see what God sees through his word for your life, your children's life, your family's life. What he says about healing. What he says about salvation. What he says about coming forth in the name of Jesus Christ and in being empowered by the blood of Jesus Christ. The redeeming blood of Jesus Christ. You see, the enemy can counterfeit everything, but he can't counterfeit the redeeming blood. Amen. He can't do it. He cannot counterfeit it. He cannot. Amen. Amen. And then lastly, they shall run and not be weary, and they shall walk and not faint. God brings a refreshing to our life when we wait. A refreshing. Are you thirsty? Are you thirsty for God? He wants to refresh you. He wants you to walk in the steps that He has ordered for you. He wants you to walk at the firm foundation of His Word. 
everything else can break up all around you, but if you're on the word, at the end of the storm, you're going to be standing. That's right. You're going to stand. Because of him in you. Because of him wanting to make sure that he protects his children. I want to ask you today, do you want renewal? It's here. Do you want to regard God from the view of his word and, and the situation from what he sees it as? Not what the enemy wants you to look at it as. And lastly, do you want to be refreshed? Refreshed. God doesn't want you to walk around all troubled and worried. He wants you to be refreshed. And I want to know today if I can just have an opportunity to pray with you. To lay these hands on you, if you'll allow me. Or to pray with you even where you're at. It's not me. It's the Lord. He does everything. We just get to be vessels of reception. Vessels of prayer. God does it all. Amen. Amen.